once you're able to be in a complete state of relaxation you tell your mind wonderful things that you are capable of your things for example you're preparing yourself for the next day you're preparing yourself for an interview so you tell yourself that once i'm calm this is what i'm going to take forward i'm going to bring this calmness this confidence this focus and i'm going to be able to do that hello and welcome to it's a journey podcast how are you healing today your host stephanie nadu welcomes guests from different parts of the globe with professional expertise in health and holistic wellness holistic means physical emotional social and spiritual well-being so what do all of our guests have in common it's their dedication to help us with our healing journey and personal development let's dive into this new episode with our special guest and explore the answers in order to continue our personal journey's exploration towards healing and self-love Oshmita is a hypnotherapist and a Reiki master. She earned a practitioner diploma from London College of Clinical Hypnosis Asia. She is a life member of British Society of Clinical Hypnosis and an affiliate member of Malaysian Society of Clinical Hypnosis. Before becoming a therapist, Oshmita worked for 15 years in various business development and client-facing roles. Having worked through a pregnancy, While striving to achieve work-life balance, Oshmita is keen to work with first-time parents and help them to enjoy this very crucial phase with tools and suggestions. She has been successfully treating clients with emotional and physical symptoms. Patience, empathy, and empowering suggestions are three pillars she works with in all her sessions. She specializes in stress management, guided imagery meditation, insomnia, self-confidence, anxiety and panic disorder, performance anxiety, phobias and many other issues. She enjoys music, traveling and time out for reflection. In this 15 episodes, I will be talking to Oshmita about hypnotherapy and self-hypnosis. Our topic today is the healing power within. Hello Ashmita, it's just a pleasure to have you today. Welcome to my podcast in Sojourney. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's my pleasure to be here as well. So, uh we're going to start with you today and um I'd like to know um please share your journey about becoming a clinical hypnotherapist and Reiki healer. Thank you. Um it's it's quite a journey actually and it's 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 been very intriguing for me because I come from India. Uh, I'm born and brought up there, and I've been uh, uh, working in a corporate uh, organization for 15 years. So that's more or less the better half of my years. You know, uh, I was doing that, and um, clinical hypnotherapy and Reiki came as a part of a learning that happened in my life. So uh, I was doing Reiki for. I mean it's almost 4 and 5 years that I've been practicing Reiki and I came in contact with Reiki as a healing modality in family because I was going through some personal loss and I was also having a lot of body pain and somebody did that to me and I was like very very intrigued that what is this because it kind of changes your body system it starts healing in its own capacity 
um and i was ever very very in, you know uh, interested to learn about it and i i became a seeker of knowledge mm-hmm. and i read about it i went to people asked them how do they do it but it took me uh 34 years to come to malaysia very very far from india to learn reiki in this country mm-hmm. um so i learned reiki here and uh, i learned reiki to heal my family heal my loved ones and that is what i think my goal was there was nothing more than i wanted at that point but uh, it, within 2 years i became a reiki master and i started connecting with people um and trying and help them in their journey to find truth but i always found that they had questions for me and i didn't have answers or rather i had answers i didn't know how to tell them because sometimes you have to rephrase what you tell them it has to be gentle it has to be polite but something that they can take back positively um and i learned that with clinical hypnotherapy i think when i learned clinical hypnotherapy i realized there are so many ways you can actually ask a question and understand from where the trigger or the pain or the trauma or just the thought that has affected their life or conditioned their life it started and i started practicing clinical hypnotherapy it's one year now and what i do is a marriage between reiki and clinical hypnotherapy one is about the body soul and the other is about the mind mm-hmm. so that's bringing together that's my practice and that's my journey mm wonderful thank you so much for this uh, introduction about yourself um i'd like to i'd like to come back to the the term um hypnotherapy because um i'd like to know the difference and i think you're the best person to ask what is the difference between uh, hypnotherapy and hypnosis well um i'll make it very very simple hypnosis comes from the word hypnosis it's a greek word god of sleep so hypnosis is something that we experience every day it's a trance like state where you are not aware of your physical sensation and you drift off to a state where you are daydreaming or you are in a trance state where you you it's a your internal uh memories or suggestions or visions just come alive so maybe you are in a boring class on a bench and your mind drifts off to the football match mm-hmm. or drifts off to a movie theater or you are giving a presentation and then you know the talk starts and you drift off oh i need to cook something or oh, my baby is uh waiting for me so that is actually hypnosis you are driving on a long journey and you just know the route you just turn right you just turn left so that is hypnosis it's about you are not aware of your physical sensations or the physical environment and you're drifting off to a state of internal uh, uh realizations when we use this kind of technique in a therapy that is when we call it hypnotherapy so it's about uh the the hypnosis being used clinically to uh, help with symptoms like stress management binge eating smoking insomnia migraine uh performance anxiety sports performance so there are various ways that uh, hypno hypnosis is used in hypnotherapy 
so that there's a positive change that happens. Usually the method is, of course, relaxation. If you have to divide chemotherapy, it's relaxation. Then there's stabilization. Then there is uh, the change work is when we use suggestions. And then we do the, uh, you know, the maintenance. That is to maintain the same state of mind for the longest period of time. Right. So that's how hypnotherapy is used. Um, interesting to know is hypnotherapy is non-invasive. So there is no nothing that we are using except my, the voice of the, the therapist. And with the voice of the therapist, you are taken into a trance-like state. And we're using suggestions to make that change. And I hope the, the, it makes sense, you know, what I'm trying to explain. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, much clearer now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, I have like when we first met, I have to be uh, really honest that I was very uh, intrigued because you mentioned something you mentioned about uh, self hypnosis. And um, I was like, OK, uh, there is so much that I know, but this is like, how is it possible? How can we do that? So can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit more and how it works? Uh, well, self-hypnosis is a technique, uh, mm -hmm. very effective, very positive technique that you can use in your daily life where you calm yourself down and you bring yourself into an awareness where you give yourself suggestions to make the change. For example, you are unable to sleep, right? So we sometimes we are taught you count the sheep or you count the stars, right? If I have to say, okay, you do the same thing, but you count down and tell your mind, because we need to understand something, Stephanie, our mind is so capable of making wonderful changes. You just have to give that love, give that attention to a subconscious mind, which is about 90% of how and what we do. Just tell them, okay, I'm going to count down from one to 10. And with each number that I'm going to count down, I will get relaxed. Mm. I will become calm. I will move into a deeper and deeper state of peacefulness. So these are things that you can tell. And that is what self-hypnosis does. And once you're able to be in a complete state of relaxation, you tell your mind wonderful things that you are capable of. Your things, For example, you're preparing yourself for the next day. You're preparing yourself for an interview. So you tell yourself that once I'm calm, this is what I'm going to take forward. I'm going to bring this calmness, this confidence, this focus, and I'm going to be able to do that. So this is a technique that conditions your mind mm -hmm. and you can easily do that. If you're wanting a vacation, you can actually tell your mind, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to count 10 and I'm going to go to Fiji Island or I'm going to go to this wonderful beach that I have seen in a traveler's magazine. Mm. So that's what self-hypnosis is. It's a technique that you use, that you are taught by a therapist to uh, train your mind to make those changes, which you can do every day, every day, any time of the day you want. So mm. that is self-hypnosis. Mm, okay. And you are talking about, um, you know, like the, the change or the many things that we can do ourselves, the power of the mind and how we can, you know, uh, change that um, yep. I know related to that I know that uh, self-healing it's something that is important uh, to you um, can you tell me more about that I would like to know your I think one of hmm? uh, one of the thing that uh, what we do wrong in our life mostly I'm, I'm not saying all most we don't take care of ourselves 
we always give importance to our relationships which is good like when we become a mother when we have daughter we always say okay he is not well she is not well and we need to do that you know we need to take to the doctor we need to get the groceries or we need to do the homework but when we talk about healing it's not about just you know saying that i am well i need to take care of myself it's about giving yourself the pause giving yourself the 10 minutes of time and we have to be aware that thoughts come to us for a reason because it's there in our subconscious mind so if there is a pain in your neck or if you feel you are heavy in your heart or if you're overwhelmed with emotion and suddenly you feel like crying or you feel extreme bouts of anger take a pause understand why and why is it coming from because it's going to come back every now and then and listen until you listen to it it's like our thoughts is an extension of ourselves they are our best friend you know they always come tapping on our door saying that hello i'm here listen mm-hmm. to me so self healing is a process from acknowledging of the awareness that what these emotions are and have a conversation with that right only if you're aware and you accept okay there is something that is happening in my life what is it so then that is when you take that step if you need to go and meet your best friend which you haven't done for four years five years do it if it means you need to pause from work and need to just go for two days of vacation please do it if it means you need to have a date night with your husband or your partner because that is what your body needs your it needs love it needs nurturing you do that so healing is very powerful and for me self healing is the first step for your mental health yeah. whichever way you want to put it yeah mm. and you know i'm glad that you're saying um self healing is linked to um self care and i'm um i'm glad that you're saying um you're mentioning different things rather than oh just you know like uh, have a massage or like you know you know things like I'll have a glass of wine or things like that because a lot of time that's where we think that oh i'm taking care of myself spending time mm-hmm. of myself i give myself myself pleasure but self healing is much much more more than that so uh, it's nice that you are bringing that Absolutely I think what happens is that's another thing in hypnotherapy mm-hmm. that I've learned and I I tell everybody is you are relaxed and that's the time your thoughts comes to you so if you're having a glass mm-hmm. of wine very good if you're going for a massage very good the thought will come back right after you it's something that I've seen and my my friends have told me so they the thoughts always come back and you're wondering I just had a glass of wine to relax or I just went for a massage why am i feeling so sad why am i that's because your body is relaxed mm. and that's why the 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 emotions have surfaced mm. so please have a glass of wine please go for a massage but just be aware of what thoughts are coming take care of that as well absolutely absolutely thank you um so of course like before i i ask you uh, to be my guest on my podcast i had a session with you and i absolutely loved it um i mean it was uh, online and i was like oh, okay hopefully this is um this is going to work i shared that with you and uh, and it worked it's it was absolutely wonderful um so the session itself was wonderful but then what 
came after was even uh, better, but because you sent me a personalized uh, meditation recording and, um, and I, I, I loved it. So with, you know, tell me with your experience, because this is not something that I, we see um, very often, like how does it help someone with the healing journey? I'll just probably go a little bit, be, uh, you know, from the starting. Yes. Um, um, when you're in a healing journey, whichever way, whether you're going the clinical way or the soul searching way, whichever journey you're going, you're coming for a, with the idea or with the thought or with the emotion that there is somebody there to hear me and is a part of my journey. So um, when I started treating people or I started meeting people and have a conversation there's always an expectation that human beings are fighting always whether this expectation <laughs> with themselves or with people mm. so when they finished the session I always sensed and because I'm a Reiki healer I sensed the energy more deeply there's always a part of me that they want to carry you know mm. so that it gives them the comfort it gives them you know like a nurturing hand or a voice telling telling the person i'm there for you so um that that is when um, i realized that if i have to um uh, give a small recording of my voice uh with powerful suggestions suggestions that they need they can hear me anytime they want and they can be stable and they will be making the change more consciously. And I have seen amazing reactions. You know, they listen to it at work. They listen to it when they're cooking. They're listening to it when they're sleeping. And the healing journey becomes much more positive. It becomes much more natural. So that's the thing that I had in mind that I wanted to give a part of me with them. Mm, mm. so that they can hear my voice only if they want to there's always a choice uh and uh, what i do in my uh, audio clip is i do use music it depends upon what kind of person you are whether you like the water or you like the birds or you just like general music i i put that and i put suggestions which will help you to rest and relax so that is what um, mm. i do and you know you are saying about like um, I mean, first of all, you have a beautiful voice. So, of course, you know, the gift is even like, you know, better. And, you know, that sometimes there is like, there is the, the change that you want to happen, but you leave the session with the practitioner and then you are back to the world and sometimes, you know, like to, you know. So having this is also like a reminder of like what you committed to. Um, to extend the work, to continue the, the, the work at home. That's, that's, that's how I, I also um, felt about it. But um, it's a, I think it's a wonderful initiative to add. It's a little bit surplus. Um, uh, going back to what you do, and then I'm going back now to the introduction, because you mentioned about um, uh, hypnotherapy, and then you also mentioned uh, Reiki, and then you said that, um, I mean, mm. you combine these together, okay? So can you tell me how these two modalities um, support each other? Work with clients, I work with their energy, even if I'm doing clinical hypnotherapy with them. Doing my 
my first session is I try and um, help them achieve a very relaxed, calm state of being. And uh, when I do Reiki, uh, I bring in that calm state of mind using words because words are very powerful tools that we use to ex use to express our mind. And I have often seen people have difficulty expressing because they feel they are being judged. And perhaps they are being judged when they go to different therapists or they've gone to psychologists or psychiatrists. Not that they're doing anything wrong, but their journey might not have been that good. I'm sure there are powerful and good psychologists around, but my clients have felt that, you know, it's not helping. Nobody's understanding their story. So the first session, I do a Reiki for them to just understand how and what it is, right? With their permission. What I've seen is they cry. They just cry. And when they cry, their heart is lighter. When they cry, their body weight is lighter in their mind. Mm. And then what they feel is I'm, if I'm being able to be at my, in their head, the worst self that is to be so vulnerable, I am secured here, right? So it's very important for me as a therapist, as a Reiki healer, to ensure that the client is feeling secured. You know, mm -hmm. and I am not, and I do not start my session with asking questions. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. I just tell them, you don't talk to me. I don't talk to you. You just experience. And that is when my energy, I have to try and see that if my energy is nurturing enough, is it caring enough? So that is how I use my Reiki in my first session. Mostly it gives them the channel to open up. And then, Stephanie, there's no looking back. I think they just pour their heart out. And, you know, they talk about from their childhood, they talk about what they're going through now. And I don't have to ask them questions. They just tell me what it is. So that is the first use of how I use Reiki and clinical hypnotherapy. Why do I use clinical uh, therapy when I'm using Reiki? Is because it gives, because there are always a way of asking questions. There's always a way to suggest the right word because I have to be very careful mindful what words will have. Clinical hypnotherapy comes with the It comes with use energy, healing, and clinical hypnotherapy. It becomes a very holistic therapy, you know? it's not it's it doesn't look like a something that is done or experienced before so there's a newness into the work that i do and perhaps that's the reason so that's my way of treating my clients Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you know, uh, part of your answer when you say like um, giving like a Ricky um, uh, to the person at the beginning of the session uh, helps because you want the your client to feel to feel secure. And um, uh, it's it's true that um, with the hypnotherapy, um, as a client, sometimes we all we wonder like, oh. Um, is the practitioner is going to make me think, do things that I don't want to do, or there is 
a little bit of something like that. Um, maybe this is something that you also heard with your, you know, your clients. Um, what what do you say about it? Yeah, I've um, heard it far too many times, and there are a lot of questions that that's been asked also. Uh, what I want to say is like what we do is not it's not not what we want to do. What so um, one of the key things that we need to know is we cannot do anything without your permission. Say, do, suggest anything because even if we suggest to you while you're in trance state, please give credit to your own mind. Your own. It's not mine. So your mind will function exactly the way you want to function. So even though if I'm telling you to go to a beach, if your mind is not prepared to go to a beach, it will not go. But if you know that I trust her and, and I'm open to experiencing a beach uh, uh, and you know the experience of seeing the waters and the waves, you will go. Mm. We cannot change anything in you unless and until you want to make a change. If you're coming for weight management, if you're coming for sleep therapy, you're coming for confidence, you've already conditioned your mind that I'm going for a therapy for weight management. And after that, I'm giving you the suggestion. Third and most importantly, you will always do a research, right? You will not go and meet a random person just because that person has posted. So you have done your research. And uh, if somebody, anybody tells you that, you know, your mind is changed, just come for one session and experience it. Um, and I'm sure your myth and whatever you're thinking will change. We are all around the world trying to help you. We are trained to do that. And yeah, you have to just trust the technique. That's all. Mm, yeah. Thank you so much. This is uh, reassuring. Um, now I'm going to. Um, ask my last question, and I, I always ask this question to um, all the all my guests. Um, I would like to know about your daily practice. Um, interesting, because I go through different journey every day, and uh, but I, what I do every day is one thing: is being very mindful of who I am mm. and what's my purpose. So every day when I wake up in the morning, I do my gratitude prayer even before getting up out of the bed. Just be happy. Just be very grateful that I have food to eat. I have a place to sleep. I have my family with me. That gives me a reassurance in the morning. That's the first thing that I do. Then I do self-hypnosis for 10 minutes mm -hmm. uh, every day. Uh, so my self-hypnosis is more of waking up. That is, you know, um, it's a bright new day. And just like the new day, I have new opportunities coming my way. So I tell myself powerful suggestions so that I am up and running and whatever's happened in the past or the last day, it's a thing of the past. Um, and then, of course, I have my family duties that I need to do, which I do. And after that, I do my journaling. Once they are out, like my daughter goes to school, my husband is set for his work and all, I have my journal. And in my journal, I write five positive things that I I'm feeling five positive things that I'm seeing and three things that I need to work on because everybody is not perfect and so am I. And there's always scope for improvement. It's like an oxygen for me to keep improvising. Um, and of course, then I have my client meetings. I have different sessions that I take through. 
So what I do is in between sessions, every session, I take a gap and I try and disconnect myself from every client. Mm -hmm. I don't get involved. And I'm sure that that is done by every therapist. So I do Reiki to ground myself. That's where I bring in Reiki in my daily practice. I do Reiki to ground myself, disconnect. And then I, after my day is over, I, you know, connect with my family, do big thing with them, you know, have dinner, have a chat. And then uh, when everybody's sleeping again in, in the night, I, I, I have my thank you prayer that mm-hmm. I'm very thankful. And I do that is because I believe the universe around is also catching those words, right? Um, it's, it's a way of me being around uh, gratitude and being thankful. But one other thing that I've learned is every day is not the same. You can have your bad days and good days. And I'm very blessed to have a community around me where we look out for each other. So one thing that we do every day is we send the message in that community asking, are you guys okay? Mm. Because that's also our role, right? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a part of the process. Just to ask near and dear ones, are you okay? Mm. Because you just want to make sure that if there is any space for them, you have that space for them to reach out to you. So these are three, four things that I do every day. And uh, I think I, I think it keeps me going. It keeps me very motivated. And of course, I read inspiring stories, what things people are doing ar- around. Continue my knowledge-seeking part. Learn something new. Adapt to something new. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a family member. Reach out to a stranger and just ask. Is there anything that I can do for you? So that's how uh, my daily days goes. Mm. I, I really like mm. what you say about having this um, community. And then, mm. and then part of your practice is just like asking, you know, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Um, this, is, this is great. And this is why I like to ask this question to every guest on my podcast is because every time I get a different answer. And I love this one. <laughs> I love the, yeah. the, 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 I mean, the general answer and particularly um, about the community, because uh, this is a wonderful uh, practice to include the other people. Um, yeah. Arshmita, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. And um, it was um, a great pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on your show. And um, thank you for uh, you know, giving me an opportunity to talk about what I do because I'm very passionate about it. And uh, um, I'm very glad that I could have the space to share that. You can learn more about Oshmita on Instagram and Facebook at Ozalog2021 and on her website www.ozalog.life. If you didn't have time to write everything down or if you have doubts about the spelling, no worries. All the links are listed in the description section on our YouTube channel at Ujivati. Thank you to all our listeners and see you very soon for more on healing, self-love and your personal journey. Thank you for listening and for taking time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast Share this episode with others on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch the latest from Ujvati, 
follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Uchrati. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.